Hey, faithful listener, welcome to season six of the Bible Explained podcast, the podcast where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and enjoy today's discussion from the book of Acts. Hello and good morning, friends and faithful listeners. This is Jen with the Bible Explained podcast. I am happy to announce that I'm feeling much better than I did yesterday. <laughs> yesterday was a little bit rough, I'll be honest. I was uh, pretty much in bed the entire day just with like a terrible migraine and like just bouts of nausea, you know, because that's what happens to me when I get those really bad migraines. I can barely like function. So not fun, but I am fine today. I have no headache whatsoever. So that's a answer to prayer. So thank you to everybody who prayed for me. And I'm ready to get back at it to do another podcast episode for you guys. And this one is Acts chapter 8, verses 25 through 40. This is going to be talking about the uh, Ethiopian eunuch. And I'm excited to discuss this portion, actually, because there's a lot we can, a lot we can talk about. So let's go ahead and read Acts chapter 8, verses 25 through 40. Make sure to grab your cup of Seven Weeks Coffee, the coffee brand that supports life. You'll find them linked in the description of this podcast episode. But for those of you who don't like coffee, just grab a cup of tea. <laughs> and let's just share a beverage together, whatever it might be. But all right, let's jump into scripture today. Therefore, when they had testified and spoken the word of the Lord, they returned to Jerusalem and preached the good news to many villages of the Samaritans. But an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south to the way that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert. He arose and went. And behold, there was a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was over all her treasure, who had come to Jerusalem to worship. He was returning and sitting in his chariot and was reading the prophet Isaiah. The spirit said to Philip, Go near and join yourself to his chariot. Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and said, Do you understand what you're reading? He said, How can I unless someone explains it to me? He begged Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the passage of the scripture which he was reading was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, as a lamb before his shearer is silent. So he doesn't open his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. Who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. The eunuch answered Philip, who is the prophet talking about, about himself or about someone else? Philip opened his mouth and beginning from this scripture, preached to him about Jesus. As they went on the way, he came to some water and the eunuch said, behold, here is water. What is keeping me from being baptized? He commanded the chariot to stand still and they both went down into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught Philip away and the eunuch didn't see him anymore for he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Azotus. Passing through, he preached the good news to all the cities until he came to Caesarea. This passage of scripture right here kind of makes me tear up a little bit, if I'm being honest, because it's literally the parable of how Jesus leaves the 99 sheep to go looking after the one. And that's what he told Philip to do, because remember, Philip went to Samaria. And Philip was the only person so far out of all the Jewish men that we know of at this time who was preaching to Gentiles. He was the only one. So he must have had a heart for the Gentile regions because he went to Samaria. Then later on, Peter and John joined him in Samaria. And now he leaves this entire ministry in Samaria to go 
after one man, this eunuch in the desert. So let's talk about verse 25. It says, Therefore, when they had testified and spoken the word of the Lord, they returned to Jerusalem and preached the good news to many villages of the Samaritans. So Peter and John, which is who this is talking about, ended up leaving Samaria and going back to Jerusalem. Now, on their way back to Jerusalem, they were speaking and preaching in many of the villages around Samaria. So that's a good thing. However, I do think that it was wrong for Peter and John to go back to Jerusalem because Jesus had specifically told the disciples before he ascended up into heaven, he said, wait in Jerusalem until the baptism of the Holy Spirit, then go out into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. But what's what's really interesting about that is that the apostles, the disciples who heard those literal words from Jesus's mouth were the only ones who didn't actually go out into the world and spread the gospel to every creature like we see Philip doing here. So I find it interesting that the apostles were just really dead set on staying in Jerusalem for whatever reason, even though Jesus had specifically said, once the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes, go out into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. But maybe Peter and John thought that there was work that needed to be done in Jerusalem. And so that's why they were going back. But I do think that the apostles, in a way, were wrong to not go and spread out the way that the other members of the church had done. And that was one of the things, one of the good things that arose from the persecution of the early church in Jerusalem was that, yeah, even though that was terrible and persecution is awful, the church did spread out. It wasn't congregating all in one place anymore. All of the the church leaders went around to all the world to preach the gospel to every creature, except for the 12 apostles. (laughs) Which is kind of funny. So anyway, um, it says here that Philip, though, got a message from an angel of the Lord. An angel, by the way, just means messenger. But this angel says to Philip, arise and go toward the south to the way that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. It's a desert. So he's like, okay, Philip, so you are in Samaria right now and you're doing good work here. And there's many people that are getting saved. So I want you to leave the ministry that you're doing right here. And I want you to go down into the desert. So (laughs) can you imagine like if if you had just planted a church or you were just starting a ministry and it was just beginning to take off and God's like, okay, go do something else now. I want you to go to a desert (laughs) where there's no people. Wouldn't you be kind of like, um, why? (laughs) But Philip didn't question it. He went. And that's that's the uh, cool thing about Philip here. He went. So he goes to the desert. It says he arose and went. He didn't even question it. And so there was a man of Ethiopia. It says a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians. So this eunuch had a lot of power and he was um, apparently serving under Candace, who was the queen of all the Ethiopians. And so a eunuch is a man who was castrated specifically so that they are dedicated to their job instead of a family. So that's why um, that's why men who are eunuchs were castrated. So this man, this Ethiopian eunuch served under Candace. He had a lot of authority. In fact, he was the treasurer. He was in charge of all of Queen Candace's money. And it says that he came to Jerusalem to worship. So I don't know if he was a Jewish man or not, but 
It says that he was very interested, at least in Jewish teachings. He was sitting in his chariot and was reading from the prophet Isaiah. So you can see there how educated this man was that first and foremost, he owned a scroll, which I'm sure back in those days, it would be very hard to scribe like on a scroll. So it would be very difficult to obtain a scroll, but not not to mention that he was able to speak in the language of whatever that scroll was to able to speak and read in that language. So this man was um, very educated and very wealthy as well. So Philip now, who is this lone man in the desert, (laughs) uh, sees the Ethiopian man and the spirit tells Philip, go near and join yourself to his chariot. So the spirit speaks to Philip and he's like, hey, Philip, go over there and stand near the chariot. So Philip ran to the chariot and he hears the Ethiopian man uh, speaking from the scroll that he is reading. And it's from the prophet Isaiah. So Philip, of course, strikes up a conversation. He's like, hey, do you know what you're reading there in that scroll? And the, the Ethiopian man says, how can I unless someone explains it to me? Now, this is another mark of a intelligent person is knowing flaws. This man knew that he didn't understand it, knew that he needed help, and wasn't afraid to ask uh, a poor man in the desert for help for this particular portion of scripture that he was reading. So he w- he recognized a flaw within himself and truly wanted to understand what this, uh, what this scroll was saying. So he asks Philip to come up into the chariot with him. He's like, you seem like you understand this. Why don't you come up and teach it to me? And so Philip teaches it to him. Now, here's the thing. Going back to what I said about the parable of the 99 sheep and Jesus going after the one that's missing. This truly is the embodiment of that because Philip left a huge ministry to go after one man in the desert because the spirit asked him to do it. And that's just shows like how much God cares about each individual person. He cares so much. Not to mention this man was a Gentile. He was an Ethiopian. So God cares about every single human being on earth. And he is interested in every person's salvation. He wants every person to have salvation. That's why it says in scripture that Jesus died for the whole world because God loved the world so much. So God loves this Ethiopian man and compels Philip to leave the ministry in Samaria to go after this one man. And you don't know what this man could have done. Maybe he went back to Ethiopia and started spreading the gospel there. You never know. So Philip begins preaching about Jesus. And the portion of scripture that the man was reading in the scroll was actually from Isaiah 53. And it's a very famous portion of scripture. So I'm going to read a little portion of it to you. Verses 7 and 8 of Isaiah 53 says, He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he did not open up his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away, yet who of his generation protested? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people he was punished. Now, of course, because this... Ethiopian eunuch has not heard about the message of Jesus. He's not going to understand that this is Jesus that Isaiah was prophesying about when Isaiah wrote that prophecy 
hundreds of years before Jesus even existed. So Philip explains that Jesus was like the sacrifice talked about in the Old Testament. He was the sacrifice for the entire world and like a sheep that uh, goes to the slaughterhouse, right? And a sheep is very silent when that happens. Jesus was very silent when he was slaughtered on the cross for our sins. And also Jesus was humiliated. He was no longer allowed to live. He was uh, betrayed by his own people. None of Jesus's people protested his death. I mean, you could argue, I guess, that uh, Pilate kind of protested Jesus's death, but he was not a Jewish man. Nobody of Jesus's people actually protested Jesus's death. Philip is explaining all of this, saying that, you know, Jesus is the sacrifice for all of humanity. He came to earth specifically to be the sacrifice. And now he ascended back up into heaven and we have salvation given to us through him. And if we choose salvation, we can then be baptized and live the the Christian life. And so the man, as they're traveling along, and I would imagine they're traveling for hours talking about some of this stuff because they're out of the desert, it seems like. And uh, (laughs) because it says here also that Philip began teaching uh, the scripture from the beginning and preached to him about Jesus. So who knows how long that took. But as they went on the way, they came to some water. So it sounds like they're out of the desert because they're at a pool of water. And the eunuch says, here's some water. What is keeping me from being baptized? And so the eunuch is ready. He's like, I I believe. I believe this teaching about Jesus. And I'm ready. Here's some water right here. Why don't we just go get me baptized right now? So that's exactly what happens. It says, the Ethiopian man commanded the chariot to stand still. And they both went down into the water, both Philip and the eunuch and Philip baptized him. But then when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught Philip away. (laughs) I have no clue what this means. I don't know. I don't know if Philip just suddenly disappeared. And uh, because the, the spirit like truly got him like out of the desert. So that's the thing. Like Philip didn't have to walk through the desert any longer. (laughs) Like it sounds to me like God's spirit just like took him away from the desert and uh, the eunuch didn't see him anymore, but he went on his way rejoicing. So this encounter with Philip changed his entire life. This eunuch now had some, a purpose to live for. I mean, he already had the purpose of um, being Queen Candace's, you know, treasure, but clearly you could see that this, this eunuch man wanted more knew that there was something more out there for him. And so he is joyful now that he has a purpose to live for, a Christian purpose. But Philip, it says, was found at Azotus. I don't know where that's at. Passing through, he preached the good news to all the cities until he came to Caesarea. So Philip just randomly appearing in Azotus is something we don't see very often in scripture, but it is kind of talked about. There are times when God kind of just like whisks somebody away because God can do whatever he wants, obviously. And uh, one of the people I can think of is, you know, Enoch, way, way back in the Old Testament. He was whisked away by God. But of course, Enoch went up into heaven to be with God, um, almost like raptured in a sense. So it sounds to me like, in a way, Philip was not raptured exactly, but just uh, whisked away by the spirit and 
um, instead of going up into heaven, he still had a, a purpose to accomplish on earth. And so he found himself in a Zotus and uh, travels down to Caesarea, just evangelizing in every single city that he comes across. And from my understanding, this is basically the last time Philip is ever mentioned in scripture. Yet he did so much good, you know, like he got the word out to so many people. But this is basically the only time he's mentioned. And that just shows you, you know, it's not about the recognition. It's about what we accomplish in our lives. There's many people in scripture that don't get, that did amazing things that don't get a lot of recognition for those things in scripture. But what matters is when we get up into heaven and God himself recognizes us. And so Philip, he did amazing things. He's only talked about in this one chapter, pretty much. He did amazing things, though, for the early church and for the ministry of Jesus. And that's what we should be striving to do. And, you know, it's hard for me because, you know, I have this podcast and of course I, I would love for it to, <laughs> for every single person on earth to listen to it because that would like stroke my ego, right? But that's not what it's about. It's not what it's about. It's about spreading the gospel. That is what I am trying to do here is to spread the gospel. So it's not about the recognition that I receive. It's about the recognition that Jesus receives. And that's what we are supposed to do as Christians. Because in the end, even though I think I might want it sometimes, I don't really want public recognition because people are fickle and people change their minds all the time. And people can be very cruel, but God is not cruel and he's never fickle. And he's, he's, he's compassionate and filled with grace when I screw up. Now, if I screw up in the public eye, that's going to make people look at me differently, understandably. But God is gracious and forgiving. And so ultimately, I don't want to please people. I want to please God because God is so much better, you know, than just fame here on earth. Because in today's day and age where we're always like posting pictures online and always, you know, doing TikToks and whatever else the kids are doing these days. <laughs> We forget that it's not about our fame here on earth. It's about God becoming famous. And it's also about that one person, the one sheep that God goes after, where he leaves the 99 behind and goes after the one. It's about that one person. And because God cares about that one individual, he may very well call you to do smaller ministries. He may call you away from something that you think is growing, something that you think is is gaining traction for you to go after just that one person out there that needs the message of Jesus that only you can present to them. I mean, Philip was clearly the correct choice to go after that Ethiopian man. God didn't call Peter to do that. God didn't call John to do that. He called Philip to go do that. So sometimes God might call you to do something kind of interesting that you're just like, this doesn't seem logical for me to upend everything to go do this one thing. But you never know how God will use you by doing that one little thing. Okay, faithful listeners, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, please check out all the links in the description of this podcast episode. You're going to find my link for the Facebook page which I would love for you to follow. You're going to find my link for the YouTube channel, which I would love for you to subscribe to because I have content on YouTube that I have nowhere else. 
And also you're going to find my link for seven weeks coffee because their coffee is delicious and they support life in the womb, which that is something I'm, I'm very passionate about as little babies. So guys, I hope that you check everything out. I hope that you tell people that the Bible Explained podcast exists. And as always, feel free to email me if you have any prayer requests or questions or just want to introduce yourself. I love hearing from you guys. But anyway, faithful listeners, I will see you all tomorrow for an episode of Judges where we're going to talk about Jephthah possibly performing the first human sacrifice in the name of Yahweh, even though Yahweh never wanted human sacrifices and it was a complete and total sin. We're going to talk about that tomorrow, so stay tuned for that. Happy listening and God bless. Thank you.